Hi, I'm Beth Putzis, the director of Moses Merrill Camp and Conference Center. Moses Merrill is a ministry of the American Baptist Churches of Nebraska. Nestled in the rolling hills near Linwood, Nebraska, we offer a Christ-centered place for discovery, growth, and renewal. While sharing the gospel of Jesus during summer youth and family camp is our primary mission, we welcome groups of all ages for conferences and retreats. With accommodations from not-so-rustic cabins to hotel-style lodge rooms, we can accommodate groups up to 100. There are plenty of activities, including a pool, zip line, basketball courts, 10 miles of trails for hiking, and so much more. Check out our website, campmerrill.com, for more information about Moses Merrill Camp and Conference Center. Well, welcome to Mission in 5, the podcast, where we ask a handful of questions to ministry practitioners to learn more about who they are and where they see God moving in their community. I'm your host, Greg Nanuel. Every week, through my work with the American Baptist Churches in Nebraska and my ongoing writing projects, I get to partner with churches and ministry leaders. I'm always amazed at the many and varied ways that God works in our individual communities and when multiple churches come together for mission and ministry. So, that's the purpose of this podcast, to share the many things that God is doing and to meet some of the people participating in God's mission in Nebraska, across the country, and around the world. Today, my guest is Pastor Ben Poole pastor of the First Baptist Church in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. Now, I think you're really going to like this conversation. Pastor Ben is a genuine shepherd leader. His passion for the local church ministry is extremely infectious. And during this conversation, we dive into the ministry adjustments that he and the church had to make in 2020, his goals and visions for 2021, and that constant pastoral balancing act between internal discipleship and external mission and evangelism. So, here's my conversation with Pastor Ben Poole. So, let's just go ahead and jump right in. Uh, who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, first, thank you for having me on the podcast. Uh, it's an honor and privilege. And uh, basically, um, the way I kind of describe myself is I'm, I'm one of those people that just kind of has landed where the wind blew me over the years. Um, did most of my growing up in Wyoming, northwest corner around Yellowstone and in the mountains, and uh, grew up in the church there. My mom, uh, both my parents were always Sunday school teachers. They were leaders in the church. Mom played the piano. Um, Dad was an elder in the church. So I've always been uh, really involved in church activities, uh, even at a fairly young age started leading youth group at the church there and so i've had a lot of experience uh in the church world and um yeah i mean now i'm married to uh, my beautiful wife of this will be nine years this year we have two adopted daughters that we adopted in september of 2020 and then my wife just had uh, our first baby uh, in December of 2020. So uh, the last year has been <laughs> a pretty crazy year for wow. in in a lot of different directions. That's for sure. So yeah, I mean that's and I'm I'm the pastor here and I get to serve and lead and work with some amazing people and an amazing church and I'm I'm very blessed to be here. 
Well, very good. Um, well, let's talk about that then. How, how did you come to be pastor at First Baptist Church in, in Scotts Bluff? I know you've, um, like, like you said, you've done some stuff um, in the past with the college uh, in mm-hmm. that area. Um, your your family owns land in that area. You pastored a church in kind of central Nebraska for a while. Yep. So um, how did you come to be pastor there at First Baptist Church in Scotts Bluff? Well, uh, maybe to back up a little bit, my wife and I were serving in a church, like I said, in South Central Nebraska, and we had our two foster daughters, and through a lot of prayer and counsel, we decided that it would be best for, uh, our desire was to adopt, but in order to do that, we really needed to get them out of the area where um, a lot of their trauma took place, and so... Mm. Uh, we had to make a hard decision to leave the church there. Uh, definitely was not a move we wanted to make, but uh, right. really for the best interest of our girls, it had to happen. Um, okay. And so we we ended up coming back to the Scotts Bluff area where my wife grew up. Um, I came to Bible college here. And so we have a lot of family and connections here. It's kind of our home. Right. And... Uh, decided we were going to take some time away from ministry, focus on family, and um, didn't really have a, a set time frame on that, but uh, really didn't have a, didn't know what we were going to do for a church, and so we, we looked around at different churches, and we had some friends going to a church in town that we went to for a while, and uh, one of the uh, people here at First Baptist asked if I would uh, do some fill-in preaching because they, the last minister had retired and they had an interim pastor, Rick Wheatley, who was here and he wasn't able to be here every weekend. Um, So they asked me if I would do some fill-in preaching. And so I started doing that at least once a month and my family began to attend here and just started to really fall in love with the church and the people and Uh, The things that were happening here were really exciting, and I just kind of asked. I said, well, are you guys looking to hire? And they said yes, and so we kind of started down that process. And um, Over probably a six-month period of talking to you guys, talking to the church, um, through different interviews and things like that, it just kind of... Uh, worked out in that way, and uh, March 15th of 2020, I was hired, uh, voted in by the church, and hired by the church to be the pastor here, which led into March 16th when the governor shut everything down. (laughs) Right. So that was sort of a a unique way to start out the ministry. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's not easy. (laughs) No, it, it uh, it was... kind of a blessing because, you know, with uh, Pastor Rick not able to be here all the time, um, going into a pandemic and having to make some of the decisions we had to make, it was good that uh, the church had a, a full-time pastor with the leadership teaming up together yeah. to kind of lead through this. So I think God's timing really worked out well, but yeah, it was uh, not expected at all, but uh, it was really cool because the leadership here is so good. Uh, their heart is really set on focusing on what's best for the church as a whole. And so we got to just really dive right in together and to see that together. So that was cool. Yeah. 
Well, let's talk a little bit about that then. Um, What has ministry been like during 2020 pandemic, closings, uh, alternate ways of doing services, those sort of things? What if maybe just like one or two really key kind of things that you've um, experienced during this time Mm -hmm. that's been really positive or maybe even really, really challenging? Mm -hmm. Or maybe they're the same thing. (laughs) Right, yeah. Um, It... It quickly, for me, and I can probably speak for our leadership as a whole, uh, it quickly became a humbling moment for all of us. Um, I think we, especially in America, have always kind of had this mindset of we're in control of our own little worlds, and we really found out quickly how not in control we were, Mm -hmm. which led us as a leadership to... Uh, really focus more in on prayer and leading humbly, you know, really trying to consider the heart of the issues that people were dealing with. Um, So that was a really good spiritual growth and and still is a a good spiritual growth time for us as leaders. Um, Leaning more into each other has been really cool where we could just start off not treating it like business, but I mean, it, it became ministry real quick, you know, trying to meet the needs of the people that were stuck at home and, um, you know, like you said, trying to adapt our services. We had to, we made some financial investments into some better technology so that we can stream live on Facebook and different things. So overall, um, I think it's been exciting you know, the I think there was a fear for a lot of churches that this would shut us down, that this would slow us down, mm-hmm. and it's really done the exact opposite here. I mean, we have just seen the people in the church have just kind of raised up into a new spirit, and people are diving in to get involved, and there's just a passion for most of the people, I think there is a new passion to really be the church and not just go to church because they're seeing that, that real tangible need that we have to step up and and step out in a new way. So it's, it's really been, I mean, there's definitely been struggles for sure. You know, just the, my family had COVID and so we Mm. were stuck at home for a couple weeks, which was really tough. Um, you know, we've had families, we've had some of the prominent people, elderly people in the church have passed away throughout all of this. Uh, we have people that have been hospitalized. We have families that are still have not really left their home ever since March. Um, you know, and so there's definitely been a new, a new challenge that's come with it, but Man, in the midst of it, we've just really seen God move in some cool ways and looking forward to to continue watching him move. Yeah, so let's talk about that then. What is happening at First Baptist Church um, and in the community of uh, Scotts Bluff where you see God working actively? I think what I have seen um, is overall, I think, and, and maybe not just here, but maybe in our nation and and hopefully in the world is people are really looking for something to find hope in. Mm, Yeah. Um, That's a good word. I think that, uh, this is a a situation 
that I know God can, will, and is using for good for his church. And I think it's an opportunity for the church, and I'm seeing a desire in the people to do more outreach, more inviting people to church, and having more conversations about faith and what we believe in. And uh, we've been seeing new families coming, and their extended families are coming. And so we've actually seen, um, it's been kind of different. We've seen uh, a decline in attendance of our regular attenders, but okay. we have seen an increase in attendance of new families coming. Wow. And so it's it's kind of this weird shift that's been taking place. Um, but we have people who are absolutely not Christian or at least don't have a Christian background that are attending regularly. And I think it's this desire for I need something to hope in. And it's sort of this natural pull to find a church. Um, And so it's been really cool. And and so I'm trying to encourage the church to, okay, this is what's happening. Uh, We need to utilize the opportunity God is like just handing to us. Yeah. So uh, when you say people are are attending, is this the, the online services or in person or some sort of combination thereof? Probably a combination. Um, our online has um, has stayed pretty steady in the in the hundreds uh, on a weekly basis. Okay. But actually, um, and it, it's kind of hard to track on Facebook. You know who's actually watching and the demographics behind it. I'm sure there's a way to do it. I'm just probably not the person to do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we've really seen in physical here in the church attendance uh, a growth of new people coming. And so I think there's, for a lot of people, they are sick of being stuck at home. They're like, you know, I'd, I'd rather go fellowship and, you know, take the chance, if you want to say that, and, and go be with the church. Um, and so we've we have done a lot of work here physically in the building to keep everybody safe and socially distanced and whatever we can do to really make people feel comfortable. But um, yeah, it's it's been a, a crazy ride just watching these people just show up out of nowhere and you know have already said you know we've fallen in love with this church that so we want this to be our church home and and so it's you know. I mean, it, it, like I said, we're not slowing down. We're we're speeding up. Right. Um, so, so so what is next, and and how are you going to continue to incorporate these new people into the life of the church and the ministries you're using to connect with the community of Scottsbluff? Mm-hmm. So one thing that I spent a lot of time over this last year praying about 2021, because 2020, it, it was just kind of a flop, it felt like. You know, right. it just— yeah. No plan really came together the way we had thought. Um, and so there's, I actually just wrote out um, some goals for myself, some goals for the leadership and goals that I have for the church as a whole. And one of the things that, um, and and this is not anything against the people in the church, but I think it's the big C church as a whole is um, a real struggle to know 
real biblical literacy uh, to know truly what the scriptures teach and say and to not let it to not let people change what it says, but let the scriptures change us. And so that's kind of a a focus I'm going to have for this year is spending more time in teaching truths out of God's word. Um, Because I think that that's really a place we need to start, especially with new Christians and people that are coming to churches, really teaching them the raw truth of scripture. And so preaching wise, that's kind of where I'm, uh, leading into, and I'm starting out this year doing a series called straight out of context and talking about some of the most misused scriptures in the Bible and addressing yeah. some of that. So, um, started out. That is a great title. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like that. my first sermon of the year, I even quoted Adolf Hitler which was a real doozy for some people in the church. But, um, I mean, just using examples from history of people who have taken the scriptures and have twisted them and seeing the damage that has come out of that. So um, that was pretty powerful for a lot of people that I've heard from. And so I'm, I'm anxiously excited about uh, continuing in this because I know it's, it's going to hit some nerves on a few things, but... But it's really important to me that that we as uh, pastors and preachers and teachers that we we stick to the absolute truth of God's word and and lead our churches in that. So that's that's kind of my goal. Um, but one of the things that I've really uh, have a desire for is outreach, especially to our local communities. Um, we've just started up kind of near the end of last year, the youth ministry again, that's been kind of shut down for six years or so. Um, I have some Bible college students that have been helping with that because we have our big annex next door. And so I was thinking we really need to be utilizing that. And so we're, we're trying to keep that going. We had to shut it down again because of COVID stuff, but um, hopefully really soon get the youth ministry back up and running and getting kids from the church involved and um, really want to start canvassing our local neighborhoods right around the church. There are tons of kids here and they really need some, some good godly examples and some opportunities to uh, hopefully stay out of trouble. (laughs) And uh, so that's something that's, that's important to me is, is getting out canvassing, getting kids and youth group, getting families and church um, and really kind of putting a push on that, that, that we can't just be so focused on our four walls because that's not the church. You know, the people are the church and we need to be out in the community. So it's kind of a, an internal focus with an external focus at the same time. Cause I just think, especially after this last year, it just took a toll. You know, I think on yeah. on everybody, whether you're in the church or not, I think everybody is just feeling like they just got run over from this last year. Yeah. And so I think the church has a great opportunity now to kind of do some healing for ourselves, but in that show other people where the true healing comes from. 
Yeah. Now that's a really good uh, insight of, of needing to walk with people through, through this mm-hmm. healing process. Um, I mean, do you have any like specific ways that you're, you're thinking how that looks or is it one of those, you got to fill it out case by yeah. case and, and, and just kind of go slow. One of my leaders here in the church, one of our deacons has been a pastor and is a good friend of mine. And he has done a lot of these things, uh, on the practical, real tangible level. And so he and I have, have been talking and, and working through some of that. And, uh, so we don't have any, anything set in stone yet. Um, would like to get a team of people who are willing to do some of that outreach, who are willing to go maybe house to house even, and, and just, you know, give a little packet information about the church. But for some people, that's a, that's a huge step of faith just to go knock on someone's door and, and hand them something. So, um, you know, we're just kind of kind of working on the the beginning steps of that and uh, praying through it. But we've, like I said, we've got some new families that are coming in that are just like diving in and wanting to be involved. So uh, we're trying to utilize that as best as possible. Very good. All right. Well, then, how can we as American Baptists partner with you as you journey into the community of Scotts Bluff? You do that external focus, mm-hmm. but also. Uh, this internal teachings and things. What what are some ways that we can be praying with you or uh, coming alongside and partnering with you in ministry? That's a good question. Um, I think just staying in that that communication with each other. You know, I you guys send out the the emails, which I appreciate, and and staying connected that way. But I think, and this probably falls on all of us as pastors as is staying in communication with each other and, and maybe trying to find times to get together when we're located a little more closely. Yeah. Um, cause I know there's some around me that I've, I haven't met yet. And so I know some of that falls on me and some of that was, well, you just kind of classified as 2020. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but I think that that's just something we need is to, to keep that communication, um, you know, as, as iron sharpens iron, you know, yeah. that's, that's kind of my thing is if we can surround ourselves with each other and be open and honest with you, with each other through the struggles and the victories and, and really just kind of help carry the burden for one another, the, the better that we'll all be doing. Very good. Well, thank you for being on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And, uh, look forward to, to listening to more. All right, thanks. This episode of Mission in 5 is brought to you by my new book, Table Life, an Invitation into Everyday Discipleship. Table Life is available in print and e-reader versions from all your favorite distributors, including Amazon, Judson Press, Barnes & Noble, and Christian Books. To get a free chapter, visit my website, table-life.org, and use the sign-up form at the homepage. Jolene Erlocker is the author of Millennials in Ministry, Daniel Generation, and founder of Leading Tomorrow. She says that combining engaging narrative and meaningful theology, this book challenges and encourages us to step outside our comfort zones into deep relationships essential to everyday discipleship. Practical skills and action steps make table life an attainable reality. This is an inspirational guide for anyone seeking deeper connection with others and spiritual growth in a community. Well, thank you for downloading and streaming the latest episode of Mission in 5. 
Keep tuning in as we introduce you to the ministry practitioners engaging in God's mission through the local church in Nebraska and around our larger American Baptist community. Check out the show notes for contact information and links to our various guests. Subscribe to the podcast in whatever platform you like. Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play. We're on all the platforms. Whichever one you use, be sure to rate and review us so we know how you're enjoying the podcast. Send us ideas on who you'd like us to interview for future episodes. And feel free to support us through our abcnebraska.com PayPal link. Thanks, everybody. And have a great day.